cash, every movie costs $2,184. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Backtracks Theme Music. My name is Corey Morissette, joined, as always, by John Mariano. How are you doing today, John? Oh, I'm doing terrific. I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to this episode. Um, I watched a couple of movies to warm up. I didn't watch the movie we're going to talk about, but if I told you I watched The Velocipaster, and, 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 I, and I also watched um, Piranha 3D, in preparation for this movie, would you say that those were in the realm of where we want to be right now? Oh, absolutely. Piranha 3D, uh, especially. Uh, we're, we're talking schlock. We're, uh, you know, we, we, we went in depth on The Flash last week. I wanted something a little more fun. I just saw this movie for the first time a couple of days ago. Uh, it's directed by Zack Snyder, written by James Gunn, who we talked about last week. It's 2004's Dawn of the Dead. I kept hearing good things about it. And I never realized this, this was kind of a, a, co, a Canadian production. Uh, we have some Canadian actors uh, in this film. Uh, Sarah Polly, a great Canadian actress who just won an Academy Award, a Screenwriting Academy Award this past year for the film uh, Women Talking. Also Jane Eastwood, who's a Canadian uh, act, acting legend uh, around these parts. I was very happy to, to see her. But um, I'm happy to report that for the first time in his discography or his filmography, I enjoyed a Zack Snyder film. It's... um. A good one. It's uh, my argument when people say Zack Snyder's not a good filmmaker. I point to this one frequently. Sometimes I point to Watchmen, but I also feel like Watchmen has a lot of the problems, a lot of the Zack Snyder movies, from the slow motion to being overly bloated. This is a very lean movie. This lacks a lot of the stylistic choices he makes. It's framed very well, and it's very, because of the nature of um, Dawn of the Dead, it's very claustrophobic. Um, which aren't usually Zack Snyder problems. Um, I think that this was helped by a production that limited the budget, so he was limited in what he could do. I think more of his productions need to do that. Yeah, good point. Uh, Twenty-six million was the budget on this one. Dawn of the Dead, of course, is a remake of the classic George A. Romero film, Dawn of the Dead, about a group of survivors uh, who take refuge in a in a shopping mall during the zombie apocalypse. Uh, so it's largely set. Uh, in in a, in a shopping mall. Uh, the original I haven't seen since. Gosh, I was a kid. I, I really couldn't tell you much of that except the the, the zombies look very gray and very green. Uh, the the makeup is very very low budget. Uh, George A. Romero's. Uh, this one here, uh, you know, really kind of ramps up the action, ramps up the effects, uh, ramps up ramps up the gore, which is always appreciated. Um, and it really kind of fits Zack Snyder's wheelhouse. You mentioned the the slow motion. I only remember slow motion in this one. Uh, whenever the like a gun is firing. Uh, you always get that that action of, of the shell being expelled uh, from from the gun. He used slow motion in that, but everything else, I thought uh, he directed the action pretty well. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um, look, I'm a big fan of the original, and um, the original was one of my favorite horror movies growing up. And I remember when it came out, I had a buddy who saw it, and I was a little bit too young to see it, and he was telling me what a fantastic movie this was. What when I became old enough, I sought it out. And when they were remaking it, I wasn't so much looking forward to it. Um, but seeing it, and and um, it's one of the more enjoyable zombie movies for me, period. The zombies are actually scary in this one. Uh, they're very fast. They run, uh, which uh, I'd only really seen in movies like World War Z before. Um, I know that kind of flies in the face of the zombies. They're supposed to be lumbering 
and slow moving and stuff, kind of like with The Walking Dead. But, I, you know, those walkers in The Walking Dead just don't become a threat after a while. Uh, you know, characters just dispatch them pretty easy. I, I like a scary zombie that, that can run at you out of nowhere. To me, that that's that's scarier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like this and, and those 28-day later movies do very good with the, with the fast zombies. Um, Shaun of the Dead does incredible with the slow zombies. Um, Zombie Zombieland does a good job with the zombies too. Those are those are a little bit more comedy. Yep. This movie, I feel like, with the um, Dawn of the Dead movies have going for them, are you feel like you know who the main characters are, but you also feel like those are interchangeable characters where anybody can become the lead at any time, so everyone feels in peril throughout the movie. Yeah, really good cast too. Uh, Sarah Polly, I mentioned Ving Rhames. Uh, when he said, when he heard that there was a Dawn of the Dead remake, he uh, actively campaigned to be in it because, quote, I want to be in this movie because the black guy lives, end <laughs> quote. Uh, Jake Weber, uh, Mackay Pfeiffer, Ty Burrell, uh, all have memorable uh, parts in this. Uh, speaking of memorable, uh, the music in here, I really was kind of a fan of because we get to talk about a fellow by the name of Richard Cheese. John, do you know anything about Richard Cheese? Yes, I know. I know he did this version of Down with the Sickness and he does some of these... Um, what do you call them, like Tom Jonesy style? Yeah, um, lounge versions. Lounge versions of of like pop and rock songs and metal songs and 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 um, he's I I actually sought him out after seeing this movie um, because I really dug this version of the song. And I'm not a big fan of Disturbed. Uh, so when I heard the uh, the Richard Cheese version of Down with the Sickness, I got very happy because like there's the song we can do from Dawn of the Dead. Uh, this actually comes from his album Lounge Against the Machine, which is an amazing name uh, for an album. Uh, but R Richard Cheese is the uh, brainchild of uh, actor, comedian, singer Mark Jonathan Davis. Um, he's been doing this idea since the mid 90s, uh, almost kind of like the Dan Band. You remember the Dan Band from uh, uh, old school? Uh, I love those the, films? Uh, I fucking love the, the Dan Band. And if Me you know the Dan Band, you know why I'm fucking saying it. <laughs> uh, their version of, of total eclipse of the heart we, we got to do uh, on a show 100 I, I bought their album as soon as i heard that but it's kind of in that same vein it's a comedic re, re uh, redo of some of these uh, new metal songs uh and so tonight we're going to be covering down with the sickness by richard cheese um are you a fan of disturbed at all john i i i enjoy them for what they are they're they're kind of like the 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 hard version of chicago for me where it's like I appreciate what they're trying to do, and I have some friends who like to listen to heavier stuff. I'll put I'll put on some Disturbed, but not willingly or actively when it's like just me alone. Yeah, I agree. I I, I didn't mind this one, and I didn't mind their cover of Land of Confusion, but uh, normally not really a fan of Disturbed. But I'm a big fan of Richard Cheese. So what do you say? Let's go back to 2004's Dawn of the Dead and Down with the Sickness. Feel that? Oh shit. Oh shit. So 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 walk me through it, but you just watched this movie, right? Yes. When does the song appear in this movie? There's a montage where uh the survivors in the mall have kind of settled into life in the mall. Uh, you know, the one character 
uh, is, is, you know, trying on shoes. Uh, one character is, you know, dressing up in sexy laundry and sleeping with whoever the survivor she can. Uh, you know, there's some guys, you know, uh, Ving Raves character actually makes friends uh, with a guy across the street at an ammunition store and they uh, stand on the roof and they write back and forth on a whiteboard. So it's just kind of showing the, the passage of time. It's that montage in the film and they're, and they're playing a uh, Richard cheese is down with the sickness. So uh, I'm trying to think what else was going on in that montage. I know Ving Raves was working out at one point. I think uh, Sarah Polly and uh, Jake Weber were like playing board games or something, but just kind of, you know, they, they've cleared out the mall and they're just kind of settling into life. Uh, in the zombie apocalypse. There's like 10,000 zombies outside the doors uh, of the mall. They can't go anywhere. So they're stuck in the mall and they're just kind of trying to make the best of it. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Open up your head and let it flow into me. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. You mother, get up, come on, get down with the sickness. You fucker, get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Madness is the gift that has been given to me. The song is so appropriate for this movie, this period in the movie, but this movie in general, because they're, they're stuck in a mall in the zombie apocalypse and the malaise of the song, but then against the meanings of these words of like kind of embrace the craziness around you really fits the tone of this movie. It does a hundred percent. And it, it almost, uh, Zack Snyder, I think, how do you feel Zack Snyder uses music in films? So we've talked about James Gunn. He of course wrote this script. Uh, I don't think he wrote songs into the script like he did the guardians films, but uh, what is your take on Zack Snyder and his use of music? Cause usually it's quite emo there. You know, there's a lot of uh, uh, usually a slower, more depressing remakes of existing songs i think that for the most part zach snyder knows his tone knows his style and you know chooses very predictable songs for his movies um i think that this movie does it better than some i think that um what was it he used leonard bernstein in batman versus superman leonard cohen leonard cohen i'm sorry yeah uh, in a few and, films, actually, he used Leonard Cohen, yeah. I think, in Sucker Punch and Watchmen. And yeah, I think that he does have it. And that's what I was pointing out is um, apologies to Leonard Cohen's family for, for, for screwing up his name there. But I think that he does, he doesn't do the job that a James Gunn does. He doesn't do a job that a Scorsese does. I think he feels like he does, but I, I also feel like kind of like his style, there's a repetitiveness to it. This particular song works for this particular movie really well. Yeah, and he does maybe lean a little too heavy on Leonard Cohen. I think the sex scene in, in Watchmen was set to Hallelujah, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah, would, would, you know, kind of a weird take, but uh, young Zack Snyder, I, I thought, did a, a decent job on this. And we talked about his directing before. He's not a great storyteller. This is a very simple story. That's why I think maybe uh, he works with it pretty well. If, uh, Jay, if uh, Zack Snyder were a painter, or a, you know, a photographer, he would have some absolutely gorgeous art to hang on your wall. Uh, he can certainly paint a frame, but telling a story is not his strong suit. So I think it helps that he has a strong script from a young James Gunn, who at this point did some uh, trauma stuff and the two Scooby-Doo films he, uh, he wrote um, before you know, his big breakthrough with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. But um, you know, I, I thought the uh, what he did with the script was, was pretty strong. And I like that they don't explain what the zombie apocalypse is. 
because what you imagine is always scarier than what they're going to show you. So leave that ambiguous. I really dug that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really important, you know, for a zombie movie not to get caught up in its own mythology. And when they do, they tend to get bogged down, right? Like, And I felt like that's part of the reason why I felt fell off of Walking Dead is that if you're going to do a TV show about it, eventually you have to deal with why it happened. And it's not about why it happens. It's always about how you cope with it now that it has happened, right? It's very similar to, like, a zombie apocalypse is, is an allegory for doing something like us living through the pandemic or something. Yeah. And, and it's supposed to have that feeling. And you're not supposed to worry about the conspiracy theories about why it was caused. You just have to deal with it after it is caused. Yeah, zombies are always the least interesting thing in a zombie film. Uh, you know, th- this film is more about redemption. Uh, you know, that, that that's kind of the main thing in the human condition uh, in, in redemption, which is a big arc uh, in this film. Uh, even films like Zombieland, which are, are more comedies, uh, the zombies are, are always kind of secondary, um, which is what uh, makes this, uh, this trope uh, so interesting. It also makes Richard Cheese pretty interesting. Let's get back to a little, little sexy sounding down with the sickness. I can see inside you the sickness is rising. It seems that all that was good has died. Oh no, the world is a scary place. Now that you've woken up the demon in me. Bobby, will you give it to me? All right, now we're cranking into things, and and the movie kind of cranks up a little bit too after uh, after this montage uh, of them in the mall uh, where they decide we can't stay here forever. Uh, one of the characters thinks they can, but they they develop this plot that they're going to try and get out uh, by reinforcing a couple of tourist bus that they found in the parking garage. And uh, one of the characters, played by Ty Burrell, has a boat, and they're thinking is if we can get to his boat and get to this mythical island in the middle of Lake Michigan, or Lake, uh, which which doesn't exist because it's set in Wisconsin. There's no islands uh, out in Lake Michigan, but they, they put one in this film. They want to get out to this island and thinking that if it was lightly populated, there won't be many zombies and we can maybe just live out our days there. Um, what did you think about uh, the exciting incident of the film, the uh, motivation to try and get out of this mall where they're living a pretty cu- uh, cu- cushy life uh, to go off and try and live on an island? No, I think, I think it makes sense because... After a while, you're not built to live in one building all the time. I like I don't know about you, but I learned that during the pandemic, right? I I, I was shut in for mo- for most of that time, and you you and I that's where we really started to bond through podcasting and whatnot. And I think you saw a decline in my um, personality and everything over the course of that year or so. Yeah, no, so I I would agree with that. Yeah, you 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 need to go outside and touch grass, so you you have the motivation to go get to an island, even though it's a risk, it's a risk worth taking. Now, there, there's a couple, there's one risk that maybe wasn't worth taking. Uh, are you a dog guy, John? I am a dog guy, although I'm going to preface it with this. I find it very ironic that we care more about dogs and animals in movies than we do about people in human life. And uh, I would agree with you, but in this film, I, I cared less about the dog. Uh, one character makes a, a mind-boggling decision to risk her life to go and, and try and save a dog, which I don't know if it worked. I actively root against them when that happened, when I rewatched this movie. Um, there's a couple of things I actively root against. Th- this particular scene, and I'll go back to Independence Day with the tunnel scene, 
um, that people are just dying in droves in cities. And all sorts of animals, keep in mind, right? Falcons, dogs, cats, right? Babies are all dying in droves when they when the aliens blow up cities in in that movie. And we're supposed to root for this one dog that's trying to get out of this tunnel in a ridiculous way. And it's like, come on, come on. <laughs> there was that moment I thought was kind of weird. And there was one where a character has a chainsaw. And uh, I, I, won't, I won't spoil the thing in case there's people out there who haven't seen this movie. So I'm recommending you go do it. But there, there's the whole chainsaw gag uh, at, at one point near the end. I thought, really? Is that how we're going to dispatch a character? I, I felt like the chainsaw in this movie and knowing James Gunn. And knowing James Gunn is doing a zombie movie, I felt like the chainsaw was a nod to the Evil Dead. Okay, right, and I, that's how I that's how I took it. You know, I didn't know James Gunn when I first watched this movie, but when I rewatch this movie now, knowing James Gunn and his writing style and everything, for me, it felt like well, we have to have an Evil Dead sort of moment in a zombie movie. Fair enough, I can see that. Let's get back to the sickness. Uh the machine jimmy kimmel adam carolla welcome back the to the ladies Call. go nuts for this richard cheese yeah yeah <laughs> do it now sorry we, we got a little bit of my neck my back uh, from his album okay bartender i absolutely love that version of this song and it fits the movie like this is one of the one of these needle drops in the movie that just fits the tone of the movie perfectly um but I adore this version of the song. Um, it's it's very loungy, very very, very chill. Um, but with the words juxtaposed against the music are fantastic. They really are. I'm a big uh, Richard Cheese fan. Uh, go check out some of his uh, his other albums, like uh, uh, I'd Like a Virgin, uh, Lounge Against the Machine, of course, um, The Sunny Side of the Moon, uh, Take Off on the Dark Side of the Moon. Um, uh, Viva La Vodka uh, that, that's a good one um, he had a big swing in organ great album there and of course a great uh, Christmas album entitled Cocktails with Santa so uh, Richard G still at it uh, he's released 28 albums uh, since 2000 uh, still out there re recording um, his latest album was released in 2022 uh, actually he had two Besame Queso in 2022 also Pussy Party Came out in 2022, and in 2023, he released a live album, Live from Hollywood. So good to see Richard Cheese still out there uh, covering such great songs as Welcome to the Jungle, Enter Sandman, Beat It, uh, WAP, uh, which is a great lounge version of that song. Uh, go seek out Richard Cheese and seek out Dawn of the Dead from 2004. If you're a fan of zombie films or horror films in general, this is a pretty decent one. Uh, John, anything else you want to bring up before we call this one a night? 
Yeah, I would say set yourself up with a quadruple feature, which I don't normally do on the show. But if you want to set yourself up with Dawn of the Dead, this this version of Dawn of the Dead, the Piranha 3D, um, Velocipaster, which if you haven't seen it, Corey, um, is a fantastic, in all the right ways, um, horror movie parody in a lot of ways of werewolf movies where a, a priest um, gets cut with a cursed raptor claw and becomes a, a, a velocipaster. And when he's the velocipaster and, and transforms, it's a paper mache over the top, like looks so fake, but they know exactly what it is and the way they react to things in the movie is great. And then the fourth movie I'm going to mention is a movie that you and I have covered before. And really the two movies, but, you know, watch the first one with this and make the second one just extra viewing. And I'm saying Lowell Dean's classic Wolf Cop. That is a great quadruple feature. Uh, now, uh, Zack Snyder made another uh, zombie film uh, back in like 2019, uh, or sorry, 2020 when it came out, called Army of the Dead. It's not a sequel to Dawn no. of the Dead, but they call it a spiritual successor. Did you see that one? I did, I did, and I highly recommend it. It's not as fun as this movie. Like it lacks, it's definitely Zack Snyder without James Gunn. But to me, the way I would argue um, 13 Hours is one of Michael Bay's finest pieces of work that more people need to watch. Um, that movie, that movie is one of the um, quintessential Zack Snyder films. People need more people need to see. I'm definitely going to be checking that one out. Uh, Army of the Dead. It's currently on Netflix. And uh, please go check out Dawn of the Dead. Pretty decent film. Uh, shot in Canada. And actually, uh, all you Canadians will recognize one of the stores. They had to pretty much uh, get rid of all the uh, the stores nobody wanted to be associated with the zombie film, except for Roots, uh, which is a Canadian company. And I'm just thinking about Roots because I was in Saskatoon for a concert with my kid, and she made me go to Roots and buy her a $90 pair of sweats. So that's what I remember about Roots. But that store uh, is a little Easter egg in Dawn of the Dead for all the uh, Canadians out there. With that, on behalf of John Mariano, my name is Corey Marsa. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you next time on Backtracks Theme Music. You do not want to go that way. What's that way? Officer, sir, you do not want to go that way. What's that way? It's pretty bad. What about Fort Pastor? Maybe if you had wings, the road stick with those motherfuckers that way. How do you know? We just tried. Come on. Back when there was eight of us. Going to the mall.